And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. And welcome back into another edition, edition number two of the uh, BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. Ryan Horvat, Cody Decker, back with you here. We're recording on a Thursday. Some big weekend series coming up here. Uh, one including the Giants and the Dodgers, who. The Giants, man. Cody, I want to start there. Um, on the road, you got the Milwaukee Brewers today, plus 150. The Giants, once again, big favorites, minus 185. The total in that game, a little low, seven and a half, juice to the under, minus 115. And rightfully so, because the Giants have been on a slide, which opens up the door for the Dodgers now to take control of the NL West. Big series coming up this weekend. San Francisco first drops uh, two or three to the Braves. Then they dropped the first three games of this series with the Brewers, hoping to avoid being swept at home today. The lead gone. They're in second for the first time now since April. And again, big series against the Dodgers. But this lineup, they haven't scored more than three runs all week. And Gabe Kapler has been mixing and matching his lineups all weekend long. They've lost five of their last six. First off, what do you expect today? Are they going to get swept by the Brewers? They're big favorites, minus 185. On the run line now over at BetMGM, you're getting plus money, plus 115. I think they salvage a game, take one today at home, but um, I think it's the Dodgers division now. I think it's the Dodgers division as well, but for this Giants game today, you got Lauer versus Webb. I'm absolutely leaning towards Webb, but I'm agreeing with you on the run line. I really think that the Giants are definitely going to salvage the series at least a little bit. I just can't imagine this is the team that has had the best record in Major League Baseball going into September, getting swept by a different division leader to go then play the Dodgers. Because keep in mind, the Dodgers are disturbing. We already know what the Dodgers are. Everybody agrees they're the best team in baseball. They're obviously the number one pick to possibly win the World Series. And this division is basically theirs in my eyes. Uh, I can't imagine the Dodgers faltering because look, look what just happened last week for the Dodgers. Max Muncy hit a little bit of a rough patch. He broke out of it just in time to face his favorite team, the San Francisco Giants. So I, I do like the Giants on the run line today. I am a little worried about this team going forward. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to definitely be in there in October. The question is, are they going to get the chance to play an actual series? Exactly. Yeah, they have a 13-game lead uh, as far as the first wild card spot. And then you have Cincinnati and San Diego fighting. I know that Phillies fans are starting to believe once again. They're two and a half back in the wild card. We'll hit on that a little bit later. Two series that are wrapping up today. Uh, you got the Marlins and the Mets. Mets pretty big favorites, minus 200. I would never lay that juice with the Mets. You got the Red Sox taking on the Rays. The Rays minus 175 favorites. That was my lone loss all week. Seven and one for me oh. this week. Last night, I went back to the well with the Rays. I faded Chris Sale, who is now 6-0 in his last six starts. Uh, any, any thoughts on either of those two series? You know, the Mets, I think they're cooked. And then, you know, Boston, uh, they do take one with Sale on the mound, but I don't think anybody's messing with the Rays in that division. I agree with you, and that's the Boston-Tampa game is very interesting. Of all the lines that interested me, the only one that really did, I didn't see much value to the money line or even the run line because I do think this is going to be a hard-fought game, but I do think that a lot of guys are going to score runs today, and the over is 7.5, and, and I really think at minus 115, I think that's worth taking a look at today. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, also wrapping up today, you got the Indians and the Royals. Nothing I really love in that one. Uh, stop me if you do. You got the Braves tonight, minus 160 road favorites against the Rockies, who are plus 135. The total in that game, high, obviously, in Colorado, 12 and a half. Uh, the Braves, thoughts on the Braves? Is that their division? I mean, like I said, Phillies fans starting to believe again. The Nationals were obviously sellers. Um, the Mets are the Mets. So what do you think there? When I look at the NL East, which we've always discussed this year as being basically the most anemic division in baseball, 
I think the Mets are pretty much done. Is it out of the realm of possibility? No, but it's not very likely. It's a team that can't avoid controversy. It's almost like they they are a controversy magnet is what they are. And, you know, that leads to a pretty rough clubhouse. I don't know how good the clubhouse is right now, but I can't imagine everybody's feelings being in the best possible places. Atlanta seems like they're going to run away with this. And I understand Philly fans getting their hopes back up, but every single time the Phillies win a couple of games, the Philly fans just go crazy over it because the Braves are a real team. Yes, they got swept by the Dodgers, but keep in mind, that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers can sweep just about anyone if they just choose to. Um, I'm I'm not worried about the Braves winning this division. They've been on a roll lately with the exception of this uh, recent series against L.A. They're going to play Colorado. Toussaint on the mound. Run line looks good at minus 110. I'm going to stay away from the over and unders just because of the high amount of totals. And here's the thing. I do think that the Braves are going to score a lot of runs. I do not think Toussaint is going to give up a lot of runs. I think the Braves might be... I'm not going to say a, a sleeper team next year, but we know no matter what happens at the end of the postseason, the Dodgers are going to be the favorites to repeat if they win the World Series, that is. You know the Yankees are going to be up there. Think about the Braves, if I jump on it right away in the spring, as World Series contenders next year when they're fully healthy. Like, when's, Ocun- when's Ronza Acuna going to be healthy, though? Yeah, exactly. But on top of that, I do think that the Braves are going to be able to play spoiler in this uh, playoff series. This I, year? I think, yeah, this year. I think this is a very good team. And I know we just talked about them getting swept by the Dodgers, but this was not a one-sided series. Each one of these games was dictated by one run, and they were back and forth. And the Dodgers actually had two come-from-behind victories in the previous two nights in the eighth inning on. So don't think that the Braves were just getting dismantled by L.A. These were very, very good baseball games. Uh, Also coming up this weekend, now we don't have lines for most of these games, obviously, because we're recording here on a Thursday, but we could kind of hint at what we think is going to go down. We got some big series, then we got some that, eh. Uh, I do want to selfishly ask you your opinion on this one. You got the Pirates and the Cubs beginning the series, which actually begins today. You got Alec Mills on the bump on Friday. Cubs 59 and 75 on the season. Uh, You got the Pirates 48 and 85. And I can't can't believe I have to ask you this question, but who do you think is contending? first the pirates or the cubs like i think this is going to be a 10-year rebuild for the cubs i know you disagree i think with me on that one but i'm not very optimistic even if they bring back javi Baez and overpay for him i don't like anything that they're doing here this offseason is going to really dictate whether or not what they're going to be yeah the, the P- pittsburgh pirates organization is an organization that very very much intrigues me keep in mind the lower levels of that organization low a high a Their average age of their teams is three years younger than the rest of the league, and they have been beating the hell out of people. The Pirates might be a team you want to look at in 2024, 2025. They might be at the top of that division. They might be legitimately scary. They might do what the Padres did a few years ago, just stockpiling all these prospects to either bring them up and actually carry the team or possibly make some real trades because at the end of the day, Capital is no longer money in Major League Baseball. Capital is prospects. And whoever's got the most prospects is king. And the Pirates have gotten a lot of prospects. Yeah, I keep saying this and people call me crazy. But I really feel like they'll be contending before the Cubs will. But uh, moving on to a series that actually matters this weekend. Beginning on Friday, you got the Orioles on the road taking on the Yankees. So the Yankees are at home. Last night, Garrett Cole was amazing. 15 strikeouts. Uh, Cortez Jr. on the mound on Friday. He'll be going against John Means. Any chance that you look at Baltimore maybe on Friday to play spoilers if they're plus money with John Means on the mound? Or are you just going to continue to ride the Yankees, who obviously need every victory they could get? If they were playing anyone else, I would honestly look at the, throwing some money at Means. Because Means has had an incredible year. He's actually been one of the bright spots in Baltimore. But yeah. this Yankees line 
I know they had a little bit of a falter over there in uh, Los Angeles against the Angels, but they're going to come right back and start boat racing teams again. This is a team that one through nine will destroy you. It, I, I used to describe them as George Foreman in their in his 50s. You know, he's just taking punches, taking punches, and then just one punch gets you and a three-run home run, and you're up by two. This team now is no longer doing that. This team can still punch you in the face, but they're going to bleed runs out of you as well because now they got guys who can get on base. And this is a team that really does scare me. It's just the pitching in the back end of the bullpen that worries me. Yeah, the Yankees, seven games back in the division. You got Boston, nine games back in the division, but obviously they're leading the wild card. Tampa Bay, 84-49 and 49 this season. Is the AL East getting three teams in the postseason, or do you think anybody's going to play spoiler to the Yanks or the Boston Red Sox? You know, there are a couple of teams out there that are really, really interesting all of a sudden. Uh, A team that I've been absolutely fading all season long and actually for the last 20 seasons is still there, and that is the Seattle Mariners. They just simply won't go away, and they're not beating bad teams. They're going over into Houston and beating the Astros. They're beating the A's. They're contending with the best teams in baseball, and they're only, what, two and a half, three and a half games out of that wild card. I don't think they're going to get it, but I do think there are other teams that are very interesting. The A's are still in the mix. But I tend to agree with you. I think we're going to get a three-team mix out of the NL East, just like I think we're going to get a three-team mix out of the NL West. Sorry, AL East, NL West. Yeah, another series beginning is the uh, Mets on the road taking on the Nationals. The Nationals were obviously sellers at the deadline. But, you know, they're a sneaky team where if you're laying a big price against them, I mean, they still have Juan Soto in that lineup. And I actually like some of these young guys that they got. Um, but the Mets need every victory they could get. They're five and a half games back in the wild card. They're not winning that division. Uh, we know we got Rich Hill going on Friday, and I know we have Marcus Stroman going on Saturday because my aunt actually lives with Marcus Stroman. She's his personal chef, and she's coming to stay here uh, this weekend. So I'll be seeing him this weekend. Um, awesome. But still, the Mets, brutal, man. Um, did pick up a couple victories this week. Javi Baez remains a very exciting player, but still just way too inconsistent. What are you looking at this weekend? Do you think if there's any chance the Mets could get a sweep and maybe uh, move up a little bit in the standings? I think they're done. I think they're done. I think they might gain a game in this standings, but I don't think they're looking at a sweep. They're looking at possibly winning a series here, and it's not because of Stroman, because I think Stroman is, should be the Mets' number one target to make sure they extend this offseason. He has been a workhorse for that team. Absolutely almost carried them most of this season, because especially after the loss of DeGrom. What Stroman and Taiwan Walker did this season is absolutely absurd that being said i do not think this team's going to do well ever since rich hill has put on the blue and orange he has been quite frankly a disaster unfortunately because i'm a big rich hill fan uh he's normally an innings eater and he's getting knocked around by the out by the fourth i don't expect much out of this team it's going to take a borderline miracle for them to get into the playoffs especially to win the east because we know what the atlanta braves are now a tough team to figure out this year has been the oakland a's and i mean it's they're 73 and 60 on the season, five games behind uh, Houston, who's 78 and 55. They're also two games back in the wild card, right behind Boston, uh, four games behind the Yankees. They begin a big series this weekend on the road, taking on the Blue Jays, another tricky team to figure out this year. Uh, they're four and a half games back in the wild card right now. What do you see happening this weekend? You know, it's a good question because these are two teams you just mentioned the Blue Jays and the A's. To me, since the trade deadline, the biggest disappointments thus far. Now, there's time to salvage this because I thought these are two teams that made incredible moves. I thought the Blue Jays Jays getting Barrios was just phenomenal move. But Barrios has just not lived up to his potential there yet. Uh, Over there, Sterling Marte has done everything possible for that team. But the team has just seemed to be faltering. Luckily, you got Detroit. 
And Detroit, by the way, sneakily, not that bad. They've no. snuck into third place in the AL Central all of a sudden. They're not far behind the uh, the Cleveland Indians. Man, that A.J. Hinch, you can say whatever you want about him. He produces wins. He just does. I think I think the White Sox are going to be in trouble in a couple of years when they realize A.J. Hinch is over in Detroit when they should have gotten their hands on him. I was going to just ask you that. Do you think they made the wrong decision? I do. I, like, I thought that from day one. Over under Tony LaRusa, manager of the White Sox. I'll go two and a half years. I will. Whew, I, I tend to take the under. I can't imagine him going three seasons. It's not because he's super. I just I just see them wanting to get keep getting younger. This is a young ball club now. And you have a, you know, a veteran guy like him at the helm. It seems like a perfect thing to lead into somebody else. And there actually is a person in that coaching staff right now that I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of prepping to eventually take over the reins. And that's Shelly Duncan. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. I feel like it either ends well and he rides off into the sunset, maybe after a World Series victory or things are a disaster in the postseason again and they have to move on. But I, that's why I didn't understand the hire. You got guys like Tim Anderson in that clubhouse, a bunch of young dudes. And you bring in the oldest manager in Major League Baseball. And I'm with you on A.J. Hinch, man. Say what you want about the guy. He produces victories. Uh, you brought up the Indians. They're on the road taking on the Red Sox this weekend. What are you expecting from Boston? We saw Chris Sale last night, so we won't see him this weekend. Um, they're 41-26 and 26 at home, 76-59. and 59, Still in that wild card spot, that second wild card spot. What do you expect from Boston this weekend? You know, I, I think Boston is just right now the, they're going to take advantage of Cleveland being a banged up team at the moment. Uh, yes, no sale. And the again, the Red Sox pitching staff still has question marks for me. And that's still something that I'm not feeling super comfortable with. But their offense can go toe to toe with just about anyone in baseball. I think it's just going to end up being a slugfest this weekend over in Cleveland. And I think the Boston Red Sox are going to win the series and possibly even sweep. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, another big series. What about the Tigers playing spoiler, possibly? You mentioned not as bad as people expected, 63 and 71. I like what they're doing for the future. I like those young pitchers they have. I love Casey Mize. Red 72 and 63 on the season, but only a half game lead now over the Padres. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we jumped on the podcast just about how these schedules line up for both teams. Padres have a rough go, including this weekend. We'll get to that here shortly. But the Tigers on the road taking on the Reds. Any chance they could take a couple of these games, maybe play spoiler? Uh, you got Gutierrez on the mound in the opener for the Reds. It's a possibility. Here's the thing. The Reds, to me, I know they're in the lead of that wild card spot. But for whatever reason, the National League wild card spot, that number two spot is exceedingly inconsistent, especially over these last two months. Padres been faltering. Reds really streaked. But then they're since then, they've just been playing 500 baseball like they were the rest of the season. So I, it's one of those things that I just can't. I just feel both teams are too inconsistent right now for me to make an actual thing. The, the smart money is to absolutely put it towards the Reds. But at the end of the day, like you said, you love Casey Mize, some young pitchers really stepping up, Manning on the mound uh, tonight against Oakland. Yeah, I'm starting to really like this Detroit Tigers team, and I think they're going to start making some noise in these next couple of years. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, again, I, I'm jealous of the Detroit Tigers. That's, that's where my fandom has taken <laughs> me as a Cubs fan. Uh, another big series – that's beginning up. Well, not so big. You got the Twins taking on the Rays. The Rays just really have to take care of business and not get bored the rest of the way. They open up with Michael Waka on the mound. 570 ERA, 2-4 on the season going against the Twins. I mean, whether the Rays are favorites or they're dogs, I continue to play the Rays every day. It's just they're the most profitable team in Major League Baseball this season. It's a smart bet, and quite frankly, yeah. they're playing the Twins. I know they're playing in Minnesota, but I – think the run line is what you should be looking at each one of these games uh the whole team is getting the job done 
everyone from the superstar rookie to the elderly veterans. Like this is a team that is just going to wreak havoc on everyone in October. And I'm starting to think maybe the White Sox aren't the best team in the American League. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. And imagine if they had glass now moving forward, going the rest of the way, too, in that rotation. And that sucks that we're not going to be able to watch him pitch in the postseason for that team. I just want the Rays. I know nobody goes to the games. I just want them to get one of these, though, man. And, and they will probably in the next 10 years. We talked about this in the last podcast. Like, they're set up for success for literally the next decade. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. The only the other downside, and I, I, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but Blake Snell this last month has been one of the best really pitchers good. in baseball. And just imagine if Blake Snell was still in that staff, too. Now, the Rays made the right decision by trading him and stockpiling their minor leagues and making sure they're going to contend for the next 10 years. But, man, just imagine, this is a team that is arguably one of the best teams in the American League. And what have they gotten rid of? Rich Hill. They've lost uh, Glasnow, and they moved out Snell. And they're still the best team in the American League. It's unbelievable. That's why I love baseball. It's so weird, man. Like, you never know. You go into a season thinking your team's going to be uh, sellers and terrible, and they could surprise everybody. I just got to say, I know everybody thinks about Tony La Russa and the team that the White Sox have, and people are saying, hey, Tony La Russa, manager of the year. How can it not be Kevin Cash? No, seriously. I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah. Especially, just, it, especially in that division. You know, everybody thought this was the Yankees' year, and who knows? Maybe it still is. I like the moves they made at the deadline. I just don't trust that rotation outside of Garrett Cole. Like, what were your thoughts on Kluber the other night? He at least going to be able to eat some innings? Maybe, maybe. If, if he can keep – if he all he Kluber needs to do is have quality starts. If he can throw five, six innings and keep the uh, offense down to four runs, if he can just keep them under four runs, the Yankees have a more than a fighting chance to win every one of those ball games. He's not looking for Garrett Cole numbers out of Gordon right. Kluber. You are looking for quality starts and innings to be eaten, and especially not getting the ball into the bullpen as early as the, you don't want it in the, you know, the Yankees bullpen. I, I think this is a team that's just dangerous. Like we're this is getting very exciting because we had teams all season long that we thought were surefire. No matter what, these guys are in playoffs. These are guys are going to compete. These are the guys are going to get knocked out early in October. And right now, it's throw throw it throw it at the dartboard and see what happens because this is there's a lot of parity taking place in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I did something gross about a month back when the Phillies had that, uh, what, one-game, two-game lead in the division when the Mets just completely fell apart. We didn't know what Atlanta was really going to do, and I jumped on the Phillies because it was plus 675. Right now, I wake up this morning, they're two games back in the division, 68 and 64. The Braves with the two-game lead. You got the Mets five games back in that division. Phillies begin a series on the road against the Marlins. Kyle Gibson goes in game one for him tomorrow night, 7-10 first pitch Eastern time. Any chance uh, come Monday the Phillies have a one-game division lead or they're tied or Mar- the Marlins going to play spoiler this weekend? I don't want to say 0% chance, but likely a 0% yeah. chance. I mean, keep in mind, the Braves are going to Colorado. It's not like right. they're going to play. They're not going to play the Rays right now. And I know Colorado Miami, at home, though, man. Colorado at home. Yes, Colorado's better at home, but keep, they just, I mean, they just went, had dog fights against the Los Angeles Dodgers in LA. I'm not putting these two near the same caliber of each other. Bryce Harper coming off the best month he's had as a Philly. Uh, granted, like half those games, everything was against Washington. And he, he, he always sticks it to the Nationals. We'll see what he does against the Marlins on the road. Uh, the White Sox take on the Royals. You got Keuchel on the mound tomorrow night. Six and seven on the season. His ERA sitting there right at five. Thoughts on Dallas Keuchel this year? He's kind of had an up and down season. Had a really bad month. Uh, going against the Royals, you expect them to take care of business even on the road this weekend. But uh, is he the weak link in that rotation? It's crazy to say. 
it's amazing that he is the weak link. And I've been, I've been describing him lately not as a bad pitcher because he's not a bad pitcher. Dallas Keuchel is a great pitcher. He's the he's the White Sox's least exceptional starter is what he is. But he has had a very bad month. And right now, what you're looking for Dallas Keuchel, especially in the month of September, is what you're exactly looking for from Corey, Corey Kluber. You're looking just for quality starts, not astonishing starts. You already have that in Lynn, Rodon, and, and Giolito. You have that with everybody else. Yes, Lynn is currently on the IL. We don't really know what's happening with Lucas Giolito after that little hamstring snafu the other night. Yeah. But this is a team that has a, what, a 10 game lead in their division. They're going to playoffs. They're running away with it. They, they were already looking probably to start moving into like a six man type of rotation to kind of take some innings out of their starting staff. And by accident, it's already happened because Lynn to the IL. Right, exactly. Uh, where the hell have the Cardinals came from? So they're 13 games back in the division. They're sitting there at 68 and 64, only four games above 500. They're, uh, you know, one game below 500 on the road. I just don't know where the hell they came from, to be quite honest. What are they? They are uh, six and four in their last 10 games, the Cardinals are. And they're now all of a sudden in the wild card mix. Big series for them this weekend. They take on the Brewers. First things first, I should have asked you this when we started the show. What do you take more? What, what do you put more stock into? How the Brewers have looked against the Giants is possible World Series contenders. I mean, obviously the Dodgers are the favorites for a reason, right? And you like the Braves, I know as well. Or do you just um, think that maybe San Francisco's starting to fade away a little bit here? I think San Francisco's starting to fade, but okay. I but also on top of that, I don't want to discredit what the Brewers are doing. The right. Brewers are absolutely decimating teams. We can't pretend that the Giants did not have the best record in Major League Baseball going into this series against the Milwaukee Brewers at home, I might add. So this is, uh, this is a very unique situation where the Milwaukee Brewers are very, very real. There was a lot of times where I was thinking maybe this is just a team that's been beating up on a very bad division. Yeah. But like you said, here comes the Cardinals. The, the Reds currently have that second wildcard spot. So maybe the Central isn't quite as bad as we thought. However, I think this is the weekend where we finally see the St. Louis Cardinals finally get exposed and I think the Milwaukee Brewers are going to take care of business yeah you got the Cardinals two and a half games back and Freddie Peralta's back on the mound so we'll see what he looks like that's I have an 11 to 1 ticket that I kind of just threw in mid-season with the Brewers because I thought that number was off a little bit just with Burns Woodruff and Peralta at the top of that rotation we'll see what Freddie looks like coming off the IL uh you we've already kind of hit on this one Braves on the road taking on the Rockies you expect them to take care of business this weekend I really do. I mean, this is like like we just said. We talk about them getting swept in Los Angeles. It was not a one-sided sweep. That uh, they easily could have walked away with the sweep on the exact other end if just a couple of you know unfortunate things didn't happen. Specifically, someone like Max Muncy who started getting hot again, which yeah. is not something the San Francisco Giants want to hear because he owns the Giants. The only reason I'm looking forward to the end of the baseball season is I want to cash this Otani MVP ticket and also possibly a Garrett Cole Cy Young. We'll talk about that coming up. Otani today, as I wake up, minus 5,000. Uh, he's a favorite, obviously, to win the AL MVP over at BetMGM. He takes the mound on Friday night against the Rangers. Anything you're looking for in this series? Not a thing other than just special yeah. things from Otani. Um, but, but I will say this, and I even tweeted about this the other night. I actually like the Angels. I think this team is better than we've given them credit for. They've lost Trout all season. Rendon's been out for a while. And they're still hovering around 500 in a pretty good division. They got some young, young talent. Walsh, uh, Adele, uh, obviously Otani. What he's been doing this season has been off the charts. You get Rendon back next season. You get yeah. Trout back next season. And you finally get your hands on a couple of arms. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are competing for that division next season. Yeah, I love Joe Madden. Do you think that they're a destination for some of these top arms that'll be available in free agency? Especially, I mean, we want to see Mike Trout play in the postseason. We want to see him back on the field. We want to see Otani in the postseason. You think guys are going to want to go there? I mean, why wouldn't you? It's Los Angeles. It's it's you know it's Orange County. It's a beautiful area. It's uh you know got a good fan base over there. That you know they're sinking a ton of money into that area, basically building like a new Disneyland right around the Big A. I think it's a great time to be an Angels fan going forward. And I think if you are a if you're a relief pitcher or a starting pitcher looking for a home, you're gonna get a lot of innings over there in Anaheim because they haven't had a good a decent arm over there in a decade. Just imagine if you get a couple of pitchers. Just imagine if they got their hands on Garrett Cole this last offseason. Could we be in a situation where they're at the top of this division? Honestly, seriously, and especially if they could stay healthy. Uh, also, beginning tomorrow night, you got the Mariners taking on the Diamondbacks. Tyler Anderson's going to go game one against Madison Bumgarner. Any chance the Diamondbacks play spoiler this weekend? The Mariners need every win they could get. Ten games above 500. Uh, they've struggled a little bit on the road, one game below 500, and they're three and a half games back in the wild card. I do not see the Arizona Diamondbacks being spoilers for the Seattle Mariners. If the Diamondbacks are going to be spoilers, it's going to be for a team that actually truly is at the top. They're going to yeah. beat up on a team. They're just going to accidentally take a series from like the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Atlanta Braves or the San Diego Padres. They're not going to take it from the Seattle Mariners. I think the Seattle Mariners are starting to finally make that push that they can finally be an actual contender because if that city needs anything, they need the Mariners in the playoffs for the love of God. How long has it been? Nearly 20 years? Yeah, yeah. All right, we got the two biggest series of the weekend. We saved the best for last, and then we'll hit on some uh, AL Cy Young talk as well. Dodgers on the road this weekend taking on the Giants. Man, the Dodgers back in first place where we expected them to be. The Giants starting to fade a little bit. They haven't scored more than three runs the entire week. Granted, they did go up against the top of the Brewers rotation. Uh, David Price is going to start game one, I know, for the Dodgers. Uh, what do you see this weekend? The Dodgers just taking care of business. It is on the road, but the Giants struggling right now. They're trying everything they can. They're mixing and matching their lineups. They've had a little bit of a COVID scare there. What do you expect yeah. this weekend? Tonight is going to be a big test on that. If yeah. they get swept by the Brewers, I'm going to start worrying about the San Francisco Giants a little bit. However, I do think the Giants are going to bounce back a little bit today. On top of that, they got David Price the next day. He's the only starter in the Dodgers rotation that is a question mark for me. He's a guy that goes out there, tries to eat some innings, but usually gives up four to five runs. So that is an opportunity for the Giants to snag a game away from the Los Angeles Dodgers. But after that, they got Dodgers got all their workhorses going to be thrown at you, and you are not going to be able to hit them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you got the Astros and the Padres. And I, I, want, I want to feel good about the Padres, but I look at the scheduled starters. You got your Quidi going against Jake Arrieta. And Arrieta this year has an ERA over seven. He's one of my favorite ball players all time, man. But he just hasn't been Jake Arrieta in years. Not really since Philly. No. Um, and you got the Padres. They're at home. A half a game behind Cincinnati only. I want to start believing. But you got the Astros coming to town. You got Arietta going game one. Your thoughts on this series this weekend? This series and every series going forward for the Padres is tough. You know, they've been injured this year. They lost a lot of their starting staff. Darvish just got off the, the IL and comes out and gets absolutely decimated by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not something you need to happen. That was something the Padres needed to sweep. They needed to sweep the Diamondbacks. Because after this, the Padres have no more games against anyone under 500. And that is yeah. scary where the Reds only have to play pretty much teams under 500 and their own division. So... It's not looking good for the San Diego Padres, especially going with Jake Arrieta. I, I can never tell anybody to kind of go, um, you know, 
put any money really on Jake Arrieta this season anymore. Unfortunately, I'm like you. I'm a fan of Jake Arrieta. If if there is a Mount Rushmore of Cubs, he's in the mix of that. Uh, but it's at this point, the Padres are desperate for desperate for warm bodies just to eat some innings and supplement right. their bullpen, and no one is able to do it. Exactly. And I mean, we saw Darvish, we saw Snell, who, as you mentioned, is coming off his best month of the season. You got Musgrove most likely starting on Saturday, and then I believe it'd probably be uh, Chris Paddock going on Sunday. I don't feel great about that series, man. I don't. I love Musgrove, and I think we will get a win on that game, but I'm very, you know, Paddock is a guy that is touch and go. You know, you never know what you're getting out of Paddock. You definitely don't know what you're going to get out of Arietta, but the smart money is that he's going to give up five in the first. All right, before we hit on the uh, AL Cy Young, I just want to get your thoughts really quick because Tatis Jr. is still sitting there, the overwhelming favorite to win the uh, NL MVP, minus 275. Obviously, the AL is unplayable right now. It's Otani. Uh, you got Bryce Harper with the second best odds, eight to one, coming off his best month. I mentioned as a Philly. Then you got Freddie Freeman, nine to one, Max Muncy, nine to one, Joey Votto, twenty to one. Especially if the Reds are able to sneak into the postseason, any value outside of uh, Fernando? Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in Me Joey too. Votto, twenty Same. to one. Man, look at those schedules going forward. This this award has not been decided. Everyone thinks that it's going to Tatis Jr. This has not been decided. This is going to be decided in the month of September and possibly a little bit in October. Uh, and if Joey Votto gets this team to the playoffs, Joey Votto at 21 is incredible value. On top of that, Freddie Freeman's pretty good value too. I just still think Bryce Harper is a sucker bet. I get that he's had an amazing month, but at the end of the day, one amazing month in a six-month long season and not taking your team to the playoffs – I just can I just have to fade that. And th- and that's the thing. Like if I believed in the Phillies, maybe I take a shot with Bryce Harper who's sitting there 8 to 1. But if Tatis Jr, if the Padres get in and he's the overwhelming favorite and they run away with the wild card, I expect that. Let's say the Braves stay hot, Freddie Freeman at 9 to 1, you know Max Muncy's there 9 to 1, especially if the Dodgers run away with that division. If the Reds get in and Joey Votto is able to stay hot, 20 to 1's a nice price. I was also looking at Castellanos a couple weeks back, but I think that's if anybody's winning it for the Reds, it's going to be Joey Votto. All right, the AL uh, Cy Young. I think it was wrapped up last night. Garrett Cole with 15 strikeouts, dominant. Right now, the overwhelming favorite this morning over at BetMGM, minus 275. Uh, you got Rays plus 325, Lance Lynn's plus 450. I don't think anybody outside of that top three is even playable right now. And I think Garrett Cole wrapped it up last night. I think he did too. And that's a weird thing to say on September 2nd, but just an overwhelmingly dominant performance. Cade the AL MVP three times, 15 strikeouts. And I know strikeouts aren't the number one go-to for the Cy Young, but if you're going up there throwing up seven innings of borderline shutout baseball with 15 Ks all the time, that's why Garrett Cole got paid $325 million. That right there. And now, so on top of that, the second best odds right now, Lance Lynn, who's currently on the IL and going to miss another start. Garrett Cole has got four more starts in this season, and here they are going to run him out there, and he's going to pitch a lot of innings because they need him to. Garrett Cole is your Cy Young Award winner. I've been betting pe- begging people, just begging them, go to Garrett Cole now while you can, while he was third in odds, while he was second in odds. Everyone loved Lynn, but at the end of the day, Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in the American League. All right, so you know our guy, uh, Joe Ostrowski, BetQL Daily. You could catch that 9 to noon Eastern with Joe Giglio. Uh, they got Aaron on the show now. Great show. But he was giving me a hard time when we were doing shows together because in the spring, I said, everybody's going to play to Grom to win NL Cy Young, including myself, but it's only three to one. So if you want to hedge that ticket and you want a uh, you want a long shot, 
go with Corbin Burns, real small, or go with Brandon Woodruff? And you told me that was a homer pick, which I'm not even a Brewer fan, but at the time I was doing radio in Milwaukee. But as I look today, Walker Buehler is the favorite, minus 120. That's boring over at BetMGM. Corbin Burns is plus 190 now. Brandon Woodruff, 6-1. to one. If it isn't Zach, if it isn't Walker Bueller, and then you got Zach Wheeler nine to one, Scherzer sixteen to one. Any chance Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff could possibly steal this award and make me look good, especially if you have a twenty-two to one ticket in your pocket? Don't think for a second that was a bad bet. Those exactly. were great bets. Joe Thank O you. was Joe O was just messing with you because those were great, great picks. But here's the funny thing: it's amazing that Walker Bueller's finally at the top of this list because I've been screaming this at the top of my lungs for months and it yeah. feels like no one's finally paid attention until this last month. Walker Bueller just had his worst start practically of the year where he went five innings and gave up two runs. I think he's got this pretty well in hand. In my opinion, he's young. He doesn't get hurt. He eats innings and he usually walks away from games with 10 K's. I, I, I really think Walker Bueller is the favorite for a reason. However, this could also be decided in this last month. Say something happens. Walker Bueller has a bad game might have to miss a couple of starts Corbin Burns goes out and pitches the way he's been doing I like Corbin Burns a little bit more than Woodruff personally but those are not bad tickets Corbin Burns is just the easy guy to root for I mean he had a bad year a couple years back where he was bouncing up and down into the minors and it looked like you know is he gonna find his stuff and we always knew he had good stuff but uh it's been awesome to watch that rotation this year. And, like, nobody's talking about Freddie Peralta, who comes off the IL, uh, coming to make the start on Friday. All right, Cody, before we get to the weekend, anything that you like as far as the future market, anything this weekend, maybe a potential uh, pennant winner? The numbers are out there at BetMGM, and they're kind of spicy. Once One very interesting pennant winner, and it's not what you're going to expect, but I have been talking them up all show, and that's the Atlanta Braves. And it's not because they're better than the Dodgers. It's not because they're better than the Giants. It's because their path to the pennant is strictly easier than the Dodgers and the Giants or whoever wins that second wild card as well. They're going to be matched up against a wild card team, possibly the Padres. If they get past that team, they're already in the NLCS with a very cakewalk potential. And if they go up against the Dodgers, they just played a dogfight series. They got swept, but each game was a one-run ball game. When you get to the NLCS, it is anyone's game. It's not about the best team. It's about who's hot. And if the Braves are hot, I think 6-1 to one might be worth your time to play some money on that ticket. I like that a lot. Like, you look at this weekend. You got the Dodgers and the Giants going at it. Tough series. Uh, and then you look what the Braves get. They get Colorado. Granted, it's on the road. I like that ticket right there, and I kind of like the Brewers. I know it's uh, – I wish I was getting a better price. But plus 340 with the Brewers who are going to feed on the NL Central. I kind of like that as well. Enjoy your weekend. Ryan Horvath, Cody Decker will be back on Monday to recap all these series.